0: I'm here with Kevin Roherty and uh, representing um, souls of the Christian apostolate. And I was intrigued by what you said on the show today about prayer. And I was hoping maybe we could go over those steps in a little bit more detail. You have a kind of a summary five-step approach. Mm-hmm. And a big part of your work and your mission there as apostolate is teaching people how to pray and holding them. They're offering accountability. Yep. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's it's it, they're the driver's seat, I don't know, I guess. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But. So the first step was preparation, right? That's is right, it, yeah. yep.
1: Mm-hmm. So there are, we, we recommend five steps. Mm-hmm. Uh, preparation, consideration, meditation, conversation, and conclusion. Um, it's important to note that the end in mind is number four. Uh, you don't need any of the other ones. And Mm. the way we describe it for is that contact with God, conversation with Christ. Mm. And, um, but these other ones are all really geared toward that finality. Um, So beginning with preparation, like you said, preparation is really just, it's preparing to come into conversation with Christ. So when you look at uh, if you're going to have a conversation with someone, an important one, you're going to think about what you're going to talk about, mm-hmm. right? And so with your daily meditation, preparing in advance what you're going to think about tomorrow. You know, mm-hmm. a really easy one would be choosing the daily readings um, for Mass. That's mm-hmm. an easy go-to. I'd recommend everyone, if you're going to start, you don't want to overcomplicate things, just do that. Another really good go-to um, to prepare your reading for would be The Imitation of Christ, for example or uh, another book where Christ is speaking to you. You really get that sense of dialogue. Um, And so you you prepare what material you're gonna use, like the reading. It could be a picture, like an art, you know, a Franciscan cross, for example, Mm -hmm. you know, um, that inspires you. Um, And then decide on what time you're going to do it, um, at least to get the habit started we recommend choosing a time that you can stay pretty consistent with, you know, like six out of seven days, you'd be able to do it that time. Mm -hmm. Oftentimes, people pick the morning, um, but some people due to their state in life or for various reasons can't do that. Mm -hmm. Some do like right before lunch. Some do right when they get off work at five. Some do it um, the evening that I would caution uh, just to be cognizant of how tired you might be and if you start falling asleep every time then maybe right. find another time um, but the important important thing is to treat it like an appointment with someone right. um, and so that's that's a lot of what goes into preparation
0: now you would like read the passage text would you make notes or look stuff up about it maybe
1: well beforehand I wouldn't say so I would just have yeah. have in, just have in mind what you're gonna do for the mm. next day um, you know that's what a lot of you know, the, the Tend, tends to be the recommendation consistently and those who have written about this topic mm-hmm. is prepare in advance at least when you're getting started i think you know when i first started, i tried to keep it really simple like i either just had a, the same book i just go to the next page each day mm-hmm. or i'd use daily readings another really good book would be divine intimacy it's a it's a book that goes through meditations based on the the current feast day mm-hmm. of the year um so that leads to then the second point consideration so you've prepared you're now there Um, you start you know in the name of the father son holy spirit um, and you just start you read a little bit uh, or you look at the image and you could consider it meaning you 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 read a couple lines and you wait for something to strike you but the way you want to read you're not reading it like a textbook Um, that you're really trying to look at it analytically, like this intense study. Sorry, my Dominican friends. Mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) I love the Dominicans, (laughs) but uh, yeah.
0: The community you were with, were they Dominican?
1: They had Dominican charism. They were sons of St. Dominic. Yeah, not technically Mm -hmm. OP, but yeah. Yeah. Um, And uh, or was that? Consideration. Mm -hmm. So reading a little bit and... Uh, Doing it, what's called, if you think of it, there's study, then there could be spiritual reading, where you're reading kind of more slowly, um, like reading a book about a saint. You're reading it for reflection, and then meditative reading would be even more slowly. It's more just, you're not reading for the sake of reading. You're reading just to have a little nugget that you can pull out of there, something that hits you. Um, The Psalms are another great place to go. The scriptures, I mean, there's so many things you could read, but so yeah.
0: under consideration, study would be, could be an aspect of it?
1: Uh, well, I would say not normally. I would say mm. the consideration it should be more of a meditative reading, slow reading. Okay. Um, though if you are, say, studying theology or you're studying apologetics or something, um, you could bring your notes. And you know if there's something that really okay. struck you, that could be a piece for you to consider oh, right, right. during your, uh, your time of mental prayer.
0: Let me ask you this about using the image. This is fascinating to me about sometimes I'll see like a beautiful work of art and something about it really strikes me, speaks to me, but then I might come back to it and it's not as powerful. Mm-hmm. Uh, do, do
1: writers talk about that, like spiritual writers? or what's? Well, I think that, that would probably be, I, I don't know that topic addressed mm-hmm. specifically, but I think that would fall under the umbrella of there are ebbs and flows with, you know, when we are inspired and not inspired, mm-hmm. as well as what St. Teresa talks about, where just like if we ate the same food every day, it soon mm-hmm. enough loses its taste. We need kind right. of a variety of meditations. Right. So St. So Teresa recommends, like, have a variety, you know, mm-hmm. and find what works for you. Like some people, they just need to think about nature, and that really inspires love of God in them. Um, others, it's this meditation on the incarnation or the Assumption of Our Blessed Mother. Um, she just says that everyone should, from time to time, make sure they meditate on the, the crucifixion or the Passion of Our Lord, uh, that we never forget that. Um, right.
0: Yeah, it's sacred humanity, right? It's always the yeah. right way to. She's huge on that. <laughs> yeah, that yeah, yeah. 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 So, so then, meditation itself. right? Yep. Okay.
1: So, so now we've let's say we've read a couple lines. Now, um, like let's say I'm reading John 17, three, For this is eternal life to know thee, the one true God and Jesus Christ whom thou hast sent. Mm-hmm. Okay. That let's say that that hit me a little bit. It may not have been like, whoa, but okay. I can pause on that and got a little nugget. Okay. Now I'm going to reflect on that. Like I'm walking along a stream and it's, it's an easy kind of just let it let it impress itself upon me. Maybe I can repeat that phrase a few times. What is the practical significance of this for me? Why does this matter? Those, you you want to think of it in what St. Thomas would say is a, from a practical lens. It's not a, again, not just a theoretical like, oh, it's a nice idea, but this matters for me. Wow, this is eternal life for me to know God. Uh, how important that is for me to know God. And Jesus Christ, for me to come into contact with him like this is of utmost importance for me and, and how amazing that is. I should wonder at the fact that I get to be with God. You know. So that's what that meditation, you're mm. using you're you're thinking about it. You're using your reason as the you know, the, the technical terms would be used, um, your practical reason.
0: Yeah, I was struck. We were given a retreat on Ignatian spirituality and and he talks about being aware and trying to understand like what you're feeling or what maybe what led you to consolation or desolation just to be aware of what's going on to mm-hmm. think about it a little bit and um i know i was kind of struck by how powerful that is because i kind of want to think well are you supposed to like do a real psychological analysis and try to go deep and figure out and but there's a lot just to think about a little and, and just maybe practically, you know, I was I was a little sensitive, overly sensitive today. Somebody said something and it rubbed me wrong. And, and just to kind of think on a, not a really super deep level maybe, but why was I so offended? You know, was that mm-hmm. just my pride or, you know? And um, I guess I was struck how powerful it was because I, I just was thinking, man, if it's not a deep dive, and the psychology family of origin. Yeah. I didn't get what I wanted as a kid or something. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> but it doesn't have to be that deep. Right. And God can speak to you. I think the power to me, just listening to it now too. It's like you're engaging reason. You know, God guides us by faith and reason. We have to make decisions. We have our freedom. And so we're supposed to engage, you know, all parts, right? Yeah. Of our brain and stuff.
1: Yeah. and And I think, what you're talking about there hits on really what leads to that, that next step, the fourth step. We don't. It's not a matter of us just figuring out everything about ourselves. It's right. good to do a little examination. Yeah. That could even be our consideration. Maybe mm-hmm. there were points during the day that mm-hmm. came to us, oh, I this really, I, I really re- reacted poorly here. Or I was yeah. immensely grateful for this thing mm-hmm. that happened in the day. Or I've got a problem I really have to resolve and I need to bring to our Lord. These are things mm-hmm. that I can make a list throughout the day. I want to bring this and talk to God about it. You yeah. know, that can be our meditation itself. Where is right. God in this? Um, but instead of you know, Saint Teresa talks about self-knowledge. I think in our modern world we try to get self-knowledge a lot just in our own, yeah, from pure psychology. And uh-huh. uh, well, there there is a need for that to some extent. Mm-hmm. Um, I think a lot of times trying to dive too far in there without the light of who we are before God right. can distort it. You know, or we can think I can fix everything in me. But yeah. the real light is going to come when we see ourselves before God. That's who we truly are. You know, we're broken sinners, but we're also His children. Mm-hmm. And and instead of just looking at ourselves, our healing comes from looking at Him. Mm-hmm. And so I really, um, I re- I mean I've found this for myself and for others, aiming for that fourth step. Like whether you're you're conversing with God about some. You know, mystery and theology that's really struck you, or you're talking to him about, you know, why you get irritated, you know, when your wife asks you to help with the dishes or something like that, you know, and anywhere in between there. um, It's the important thing is that you're conversing with him, that you're there with him. You know, you think of Our Lady at the foot of the cross; she was just there. You know. Um, we just have to be with him, and, and he will guide us. And so that's the main thing: is just bring it to him and be there with him. Mm-hmm. Um, that's that's four step talking to him about whatever whatever it is he wants us. If as long as we're not being um, uh, irreverent in his presence, he wants us to feel like we're he's our best friend.
0: Right. Yeah, and you know I, I, we had a Carmelite give us a retreat one year, and he he talked about meditation too, he says, What what strikes you about the passage, like reading scripture? And I thought that was really you know, why does this you know, just ask yourself, why does this part you know, maybe there's a question you have, or mm-hmm. you want to understand this better. I remember I've I've received this more than once, like preaching on the prodigal son, and they said that uh, they they understood like the elder brother in his perspective, like basically, why didn't he ever get a party, you know? <laughs> and yeah. uh, there's like this sense of fairness, you know, that people would ask me about. But um, I thought, yeah, that's a great starting point because it's kind of like we're interested in that question. We'd like to know an answer. And maybe there's something going on in us that's, that this presses upon, you know, this passage, and then to bring that to the Lord. And,
1: yeah. and you think about how our Lord taught, right? He used parables. So he's, he's, he's inviting us to meditate, you know, what is the meaning of this? You know, it's not right. just there's, there is some literal time where a pearl of, there was a pearl of great price, you know, yeah. or a treasure that was happened to be hidden in a field. He's asking us to think about what, does, what could this actually mean? And right. he who has ears to hear, let him hear, our Lord says. So that's letting the Holy Spirit guide us to come to a deeper understanding of what this all means, you know? Yeah.
0: What did you think, I know you were there and we were recording those raps for the show. And the, I don't know, it kind of clicked with me. We were talking about like the apostles being with Jesus mm-hmm. and they could have a conversation with him. They could be friends with him. Yeah. You know, in a very human, natural way. But it's like, and it's like, and I, I feel, and Jesus kind of hit me Say, yeah, we're expected to do the same thing. Even though we're not walking together physically. Mm-hmm. But in our prayer life, um, you know, to to get to know Jesus and be friends with him, talk to him, conversation, listen. Yeah, heart to heart. I mean,
1: yeah. that's. It, it, I think we sometimes can overcomplicate things. You know, it's yeah. Like the the saints, Saint Teresa, Saint Alphonse, the ones I always go to on this. But they, there's a bunch of others. Saint Saint Bonaventure talks about it. Saint uh, Peter Valcantara, Franciscans. Mm-hmm. You know. Uh, th- we get to converse with Christ. He's literally the king of the universe and our best friend, and he wants us to be familiar with him. I mean, that's mm-hmm. what I, I always have to remind myself because I'm so prone to just want to get things done and I'm going to do this or I'm going to come up with this plan and do, you know, all this active mm-hmm. stuff. But there's some, there's some passage in Luke, I believe, where it just says, and they were, and they were with Christ or something like mm-hmm. that before they went out. It was something, something oh, along yeah, those lines. Yeah. And and I it's so critical, I think, um, for us to recognize he is divine and we are the branches uh in our mm-hmm. in our activity.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I you know I was thinking, I don't know if you've seen the chosen at all.
1: Yeah, I have, yeah. Yeah. And
0: I um I always I have a Deacon Bill Steltenmeyer used to be the president of UWTN and he used to be this golf fanatic. And he said, you know what they say about golf, you know, there's always one shot that keeps you coming back. You know, <laughs> you do a bunch of terribles, but then one really clicks, you know, and he said, like, I got to bump that feeling again. I feel like that way with The Chosen. I mean, a lot of times it's like sometimes the conversation is kind of tedious or just seems like to be circulating and yeah. seems kind of shallow. Mm-hmm. But then they'll do this scene literally in every episode. There's some scene that just grips me.
1: I, I know exactly what you're saying. Yeah, there's, there's some that's like, I don't know, like I kind of tune out for some of it. And then it's like Jesus walks on water and, yeah. you know, that like certain scenes that you're like, whoa, this is. This, this really helped me understand the depth of, yeah. oh, this isn't just a story I've heard since I grew up, but the level of faith it requires, you know, our Lord is challenging us. You know, like you said, that story of the prodigal son, right. we really ask, like, well, what is this message? It's all of it's challenging us. And we're mm. all faced with those moments of, for whatever level we're at, faith. And faith requires belief in that which is not seen right yeah. yet. And, and for whatever whatever that, that is, God is always going to challenge us, push us to go deeper in that. Yeah. Um, and to imagine if we actually literally had to step on water, you know, and everyone else right. is like, what are you doing? You know, yeah. Um, yeah. and why would our Lord teach us a lesson in that way? You know, it's, it's pretty radical.
0: It is, yeah. It is. Um mysterious like to me like especially with that too it's like and i haven't seen that episode but it's like sorry to spoil (laughs) (laughs) it seems like such a showy miracle you know it seemed like oftentimes he's doing something healing blindness or leprosy and exorcisms and this one seems like it's a show kind of you know yeah but yeah there's a powerful message there Yeah. why would he do that is a
1: great question
0: yeah and And two, just the depth of it. I think, to me, what I love about it, two things. One is that the faith of the people making the chosen. I mean, their faith just shines through it. It's like their evangelical faith. It's like, I think of like the old 70s, Jesus of Nazareth. It had some fantastic dialogue. I thought was theologically accurate and everything. And some real, the prodigal son parable telling in that, I thought was brilliant the way you know, he was I guess it's aimed towards the scribes and Pharisees, but in that movie he was he like he was pointing it at Peter too, not to judge Matthew and the tax collector. And but anyway, they portray Jesus as kinda like this tormented figure that's always got these long, intense gazes, you know, it seemed like he's perpetually suffering. <laughs> it's like and I, I just remember thinking, it just this is odd. You know, is this what holiness is? And you know, it's just like, it's, it's just doesn't fit, but with Chosen, it's like, I'd like to get to know this Jesus. I'd like to hang out with this. Yeah. I'd like to have a conversation with this Jesus, you know? Mm-hmm. And I thought it was a great, I thought it was a great thing. You know, when you, people of faith making a film who know, it seems like they, they know Christ and they want to make him real. And, um,
1: yeah, I, yeah. I think, uh, I think there's a lot of things that many Catholics can learn from evangelicals uh, in the sense of their evangelical zeal and the emphasis on coming to know Christ personally. You know, I think um, now we have the Eucharist, you know, and we have the uh, church's tradition that points us to what coming to know Christ really is in the spiritual life, you know, and that we need we need the sacraments, we need the church, we need, you know, the theology that the authority has given us, you know, to really um, have a robust spiritual life. You know, the the doctors always emphasize we have to, you know, be humble and obedient in order to have the firm foundation for a good spiritual life, you know. Um, And I think like the chosen, there's a lot of great things that we can use for meditation there. It's unfortunate, you know, they depicted our ladies, Mm. you know, um, giving birth, But, but um, there's a, I think, a lot of things in there that can really help uh, give people, you know, source of meditation for. Right. Christ was real. He's a real person. He was, a, you know, a human being yeah. in this in this world, and we're called through the Holy Spirit to to have that real, tangible relationship with Him right now.
0: Right, right. So we, yeah, we have the conversation, and mm-hmm. we can talk about maybe things that are going on inside of us. What happened the day or whatever i mean it's just whatever you have conversations about you know? yeah i i find that's a good starting point again like going from the ignatian method of like the prayer examine prayer like to thank god for things in your life that's so powerful i, I try to like just thank god for 10 things you know pray to the holy spirit you know and then you examine your day and um and you know i can you repent of maybe something sinful or wrong you did or um thank god for something good you did that led you to deeper and it it is a fascinating conversation when you when you you know what did one thing it did for me like thanking god for things somebody put words to it they said well you can see how god loves us you know it's like he showed up in these ways he provided in these ways you know you got these difficulties but wait a minute he showed up in a lot of ways today yeah and uh you can come to a deeper belief that God's present. He cares. He's with me.
1: Yeah, I mean, yeah. You think yeah. How, how present the Holy Spirit was in, you know, in the the home of Jesus, Mary, and Joseph, mm-hmm. the simple day to day tasks that they had, yeah. but how vibrant it actually was on a supernatural level. Level, and you know, the further we grow in the spiritual life, the more we really, with the gifts of the Holy Spirit given to us in baptism. If they're mm-hmm. like antennas for the Holy Spirit to you know do little waves to inspire mm-hmm. us in this way or that way to see his his life operating in everything that we do you know um, and so th- that's kind of to conclude these the five steps is mm-hmm. the the conclusion. Um, I'd recommend you know once if you're in the conversation piece and you get distracted, just cycle back to the consideration, read a little bit mm-hmm. after that, think about it after that. Converse with Christ. Be there with Him. And if you get distracted, just cycle back. Even if you mm-hmm. do it twenty times, mm-hmm. thirty times over twenty minutes, mm-hmm. um, just just stick to it. Um, a shorter way of putting it would be read, reflect, dialogue, mm-hmm. and then repeat. Read, reflect, dialogue. Read, reflect, dialogue. Um, and so yeah. after your twenty or thirty minutes, uh, conclusion can look like for just a minute. You know, thank God for the time, and or um, make. A resolution for your day. Um, the one we most recommend, especially for those getting started, is just to resolve to come back tomorrow. Even if you are totally distracted, or you're discouraged, um, or there's some difficulty going on, just resolve to come back to be there with God. And, and over time, you're going to have ups and downs with it, but the general trajectory, guarantee it as much as I can, over six months you will find all of a sudden, after six months, you, you feel a certain greater peace and competence mm. with it. So um, that's, that's the five steps there. Yeah. And how many
0: people are taking part in Soka?
1: Yeah, well, uh, we've had a variety of different forms of membership mm. over the years. Um, so I'll just say in the last uh, four months, so we've had about 300 people sign up for mental prayer and get our resources and all. Mm-hmm. And uh, we did a little um, first opening for our accountability network nationwide, not just mm-hmm. in Denver. Um, and we had 50 people uh, join for that. And um, and we have a lot more waiting uh, that we're, we're gradually opening up to more and more people. Mm-hmm.
0: So you've been mm-hmm. out like five years then? Or? We're on five,
1: year five, oh, yeah. yeah.
0: And you have to do fundraising and stuff to keep yeah. everything going? Or, or do you have a, a job that you do? No, it's full time for full-time.
1: Wow. Oh, almost five years.
0: Yeah, because you mentioned a gala before. Is that, uh, describe that. It's like a nice dinner. <laughs> yeah,
1: well, so we have, uh, we, we started this annual young adult conference two years ago oh. uh, where an average of around 200 young adults, mostly from out of state come. And um, it's like a two, two, three, four day event where, you know, we have talks on the interior life, we have social time, we have um, uh, adoration, a procession, um, we have a ball for the oh, young people. Wow. Um, like, like swing old, dance? Or? Well, not only swing dance, we actually do, they, they learn some uh, like contra dance, uh, where oh, they like, yeah, wow. it's like the more formal okay. kind. And we have a collar for that and swing dance. So it's a lot of fun, yeah. you know, it's a little more formal for the mm-hmm. young people, then they also have a fun time, they get a hike in, in Colorado. So oh. try to hit it on it all. but. Last year, um, Bishop Strickland graciously came out yeah. for our event and we did yeah. a, a, a nice dinner um, mm-hmm. with Bishop Strickland and kind of to raise awareness. And this year we're going to do something similar, except it won't, it won't, we won't call it a gala. It'll just be a free open event to the public in Denver um, to just try to raise awareness about the interior life. And it'll be a discussion on uh, the future of the church and the importance of the interior life for the youth. Um, and so that'll be open. All of our conference attendees will be there for that, and uh, we're opening it up to the public. It'll be Saturday, August twelfth.
0: Hmm. And you, uh, you bring in speakers to give talks besides Bishop Strickland and stuff, do you? The past
1: two years, we uh-huh. have um, uh, maybe a couple of them that are more well known. The younger people, uh-huh. um, we try to get a variety of. Uh, perspectives one yeah. of them was um her name is amber rose she goes by the religious hippie oh, um she's kind of like a social media communicator oh, really? um she's got a lot of following with the younger crowd um, mm. and we've developed a friendship between her and soka and um, she came out last year and uh, we're hoping she'll come out again to mm. we'll probably do like a live podcast or something during the conference mm. um, and then we've had a, a number of priests uh kind of give talks and all as well
0: mm. Like Denver Priest and things? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And like the the age group that participates most, is that what age roughly is that?
1: Well, we have all ages. Mm-hmm. Um, we have uh, probably majority like 25 to 40, 45. Mm. Um, that's where the majority of our, I mean, our conference is for 18 to 35, but that's not Mm-hmm. um if you include our online following and all that it's the average you know person that gets involved is around 25 to 40 i would say
0: hmm. and what what kind of fruit and traction do you think it's getting with the young people what do you, like what are they really responding to what are they hungry for what have you seen
1: well, I think they want to be challenged. I mean, I think that's what Soka's sort of niche is, mm-hmm. you know, um, I think it's important that we try to reach you know the fallen in today's world. Yeah. Um, but I think one thing that of those that we see get involved with soka is that they're seeking not just the initial like get your foot in the door to Catholicism and then mm-hmm. go share it with friends, but it's how do I I know that there's a lot of other things that I need to deepen my relationship with God in. Um, to overcome certain sins. Mm. to There's got to be something more mm. on the contemplative side. And and I also know, I, I think this is a good thing to pray, but I have a hard time sticking to it because of distractions with social media, or I just can't focus, or I don't know mm. how to do it, or I don't have friends that um, I don't have a good community around me. There's a bunch of things that hold people back. And so uh, we, we want to try to help solve that as much as we can for for all Catholics, um, but especially that crowd that, you know, I think uh, they're thirsting for something deeper.
0: And is it part of their story Then maybe they're, they've had this conversion life, they're growing, but then they kind of hit a wall or they want more, yep. they have, is that kind of the thing?
1: Totally. Yeah. 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 yeah it's, it's. Uh, I mean, I, I hardly have any friends that haven't gone through a reversion type of thing or a Mm -hmm. conversion. We have a lot of people involved that are actual converts um, that they tend to have this zeal, you Mm -hmm. know, like they've just given up everything. It's not just they weren't just raised with this and they want to be all in, you know. Um, And so, yeah, that's that's a lot of people that get involved.
0: Do you have like some marriages coming out of it? Oh, yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I mean, you put together a young adult conference, you know, a couple hundred young people come together from the States. yeah. I mean, I was telling you about uh, one of the young men. Uh, mm-hmm. he, he got married a couple years ago. Mm-hmm. He, his wife was also doing soca. And uh, one of the other guys that is a full convert, he came into Catholicism four years ago, maybe a year or so after we met. Um, not that I would attribute it to myself necessarily, yeah, but, yeah. you know, um, they both now go to the same parish that I go to. And um, they're they were both in Soka, you know, leaders in mm-hmm. their own respects. And um, one is the godfather of the other's child, mm-hmm. you know. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's been beautiful to see.
0: Yeah, I think that's such an important thing today is getting young people married, you know. Yeah. <laughs> we talk a lot about priesthood, religious life, but marriage too just seems like today needs a lot of encouragement. Yeah,
1: I think all, all the vocations for sure. Yeah, yeah
0: and then the challenges you mentioned on the show maybe like uh, attachments period or is it attachments to pleasures and things Mm -hmm. or
1: well i I think the common one i mean that we hear about a lot is pornography Mm -hmm. for men you know that's Mm -hmm. uh that's talked about a lot i won't dive into that i think i would just say that aiming for mental prayer really really helps with that because that's where you're going to get strength in the depths of your soul That's where you're going to see the gravity of the sin, Um, Mm -hmm. but you're also going to get hope from this. um, If you persevere with it, even if you fall in sin, persevere in coming back to prayer. Just, I can't emphasize that enough. Um,
0: And doesn't uh, Teresa Vavlet say, yeah, like mortal sin and, Deep prayer can't coexist. St. Alphonsus. <laughs> yeah. St. Oh, Alphonsus. Oh, exactly. Okay. That's exactly it. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. Either you'll give up one or you'll get up give up the other. You know? <laughs> right. um, so don't give up prayer. You'll, you're good. I mean, that's what they say and say. I mean, you, you'll end up I mean, not to be presumptuous, but um
0: but even like, yeah, the world social media comparison, I somebody was just telling me how devastating and I've, I've seen in the past some study like for women you know social media images there's so much comparison and yeah. feeling of less than you're just measuring yourself on the snapshot of somebody else's life you know yeah <laughs> and it's it and
1: i mean i would say that that's where mental prayer can help with that because it it's sort of the no spin zone of life where you know. you're just face to face with your creator in the darkness, I mean, darkness, lightness, however you want to put it, of your soul. And all these identities are stripped away in that time. And you see things clearly, you know, uh, both the negatives, but also what actually matters, your identity in Christ. Um, And you just kind of soak in that. Um, But I definitely think, um, you know, social media, YouTube, entertainment, media, and then for those in college, also just doing a lot of social things, sort of activism, doing a lot of things, keeping ourselves yeah. busy, not wanting to be in silence, not wanting to be with our thoughts with Christ. You know, right. I, I get why do we don't want to be just with ourselves because we see our brokenness. But that's where if we see that as an opportunity to be with Christ. We'll, we'll relish that opportunity to be in silence. I think those are some of the things that, you know, we we have to be aware of and uh, um, to be able to detach from to uh to really dedicate ourselves to this prayer life because those weaken our willpower and um, it makes us more sluggish to go to prayer and all that. Um, but I would say, you know, if you get accountability, it's going to help tremendously because inevitably we're going to have those struggles in the modern world unless we live in, you know, a religious community or something like that, that if, you know, or or in some context where we we don't have these constant distractions, you know. Right.
0: Yeah. And I, I think like where prayer comes in when I feel like we say this in seminary, it's like, you know, when you get the prayer piece, right, it just seems like you have more time and everything totally. gets prioritized properly. Otherwise without it, maybe we're, you know, we're always reaching for a brownie quote unquote, you know, yeah. <laughs> like the immediate hit and we're trying to do too much and busyness, but if we can be fed by the Lord and then do as well, and that. As I get older, too, I, I look at people that maybe have achieved something in their work. or And it's like they're having to say no to a lot of other things. Right. You know, and it's like I think we need to be guided in that. And I think, you know, God's wisdom comes in you know, when it's time to say no and and when's the time to give and maybe in this area. But I just pick up on that a lot. You know, it's like, like this person, they're like they're raising their family. They're really committed there. They're not running around as much you know now and there's a and i yeah like you said i forgot like like busyness is like the antithesis of faith or some somebody said that you know it's like i'm not gonna live by faith i'm gonna live by just activity Mm -hmm. right and
1: well totally one of the things that saint Teresa emphasizes a lot is in the beginning when you begin to do daily prayer to Mm -hmm. this deeper prayer you know you you have to be committed to carrying the cross and sticking with it at no at any cost mm-hmm. it can't be oh maybe i'll try it and not it's got to be a i'm going to persevere you know yeah. i'm just going to come back i mean i can't control my own holiness mm-hmm. with god has to give me the grace but mm-hmm. i have to dispose of myself and i just have to come back i have to be willing to carry the cross of distraction or discouragement or dryness or whatever it is yeah. and just come back um and and that's something like you're saying, that means that that means saying no to some things, you know. Right. That means, you know, you've gotta have some order in your life that may mean, you know, for the young guys a lot of times it's like you gotta say no to playing video games till two in the morning, right. you know. Right. Um, I mean I'm not I'm not even kidding, like <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> stuff like that, you know, yeah. stop eating Cheetos and drinking Mountain Dew until <laughs> whatever, you know, the crack of dawn. Uh-huh. Um, but there's a lot of other things. We all you know, I, I laugh because it's like I have little things, you know, that I myself mm. it's it's constant like these little strings of attachments right. that can get in the way of the most important yeah. thing. Yeah. Um, it's not to say we shouldn't have joy or recreation or whatever in our life, but it's a matter of seeking first the kingdom of God and then everything else being given. You know.
0: Yeah, and we, we make that time for prayer. It just seems like we can see it more clearly. We're given strength to let go of what we shouldn't be doing. And we have a sense of, I don't know, there's a greater ordering that comes to our life. Or maybe, too, it might just be a... A greater disfaction in the disorder in my life yeah Yeah. he makes it so uncomfortable you're gonna change now you know you're gonna do something different well
1: Um, i I think it with the gifts of the holy spirit you know one of the gifts is counsel and if we're disposed in prayer you know god may give us more light the gift of counsel helps us to see clearly practical decisions we have to make uh and it might help us to see clearly some decision or something I have to decide on or do complete some task in a more efficient manner or yeah. to not overthink something. I, that's something that I find a lot is by trying to think through a problem or think through a plan or a project. If I go to prayer and then I come back, sometimes it's just like, Oh, well, that, that wasn't so complicated, you right. know? Um, yeah.
0: Yeah. It seemed like when, when the ego gets bigger, everything gets more complicated. I remember one time talking to a friend of mine and it was this is this crazy kind of humanities, relational situation. And I was just, I was frustrated with some situation and I was talking to my friend and finally I said, man, it just sounds so complicated. <laughs> <You know? laughs> and I remember it really took me aback. I said, yeah, you're right. Why is this so complicated? <laughs> yeah. And uh, But you know, one thing that caught me when you were on the, talking on the show is I, I had this conversion experience that the end of college and um, I was born and raised Catholic, but just had this experience of God. And um, and so I started praying, you know, I started living messages of like, like the apparitions of Mary. We're talking about daily rosary mass and stuff. Yeah. And, and just started doing that stuff. And I just remember sitting in the pew and just like on a Sunday and just thinking, you know, the biggest problem is prayer. You know, it's like if we would just start praying and then god would guide us he would inspire us hey you got to go to confession Mm -hmm. or you know inspire us maybe to go to mass during the week more frequently or you know whatever to do works of charity i i remember like the parish was having a group of people who wants to go to this nursing home you know just to visit with people and we did this outing as a little group and then and I just continued I kept going back and, and visiting some of the people it's like where did that come from I mean that wasn't on my radar at all as a 23 year old mm-hmm. you know but it was clearly it's like I started to pray and then I had a hunger for more so to speak and it just has this natural movement of charity you know that comes out of us right and totally so it just seems like that is kind of the biggest problem out there yeah <laughs> is prayer I you know? know it's it's not
1: the <laughs> the uh, flashiest yeah. problem to identify you know yeah. it sounds so commonplace or overused yeah. g- generic oh yeah we gotta pray yeah. you know but it really is how saints are made how mm. society would be rebuilt you know and it's at the, the the core of the problem even if you know i was talking about the problems that we face today you could look at you know, even just this Roe v. Wade being overturned. Praise God, you know. Um, but how that even happened in the first place of Roe <laughs> v. Wade, I mean, right. that this is, we, our society is so far off base from even yeah. just natural law, right. let alone supernatural faith, yeah. that, you know, we have to dig way deeper. Mm-hmm. Like, the, the, the we went off, off course, you know, right. well before Roe v. Wade, you right, know. Right. That was just, uh, you know, the offshoot of, you know, you know, lack of faith and yeah. uh, la- sins against the sixth and ninth commandment, and all that. You know.
0: Yeah. yeah.
1: Um, I, I thought I'm, I might add about uh, the uh, problems that people have, real quick. You know, mm-hmm. you know, when it comes to distraction in prayer. Mm-hmm. Uh, on the one hand, I would say that's very normal. Um, mm-hmm. On the other hand, I would recommend, if if you're good at using your imagination, use your imagination. If you're not. Don't worry about it. St. Mm-hmm. Teresa was like that. I would recommend just finding a short phrase in scripture and just repeating it over and over and over and over. And if that's yeah. all you do for 20 minutes, then at least the word of God is filling your mind and your soul, even if your mind's kind of all over the place. And that will subconsciously like make an impression on you and God right. might speak to you in the depths of your soul. Um, so that's, that's one little tip recommendation I'd have for distraction um, for dryness. Um, there may be different causes. It may be your attachment to something, and maybe God's drawing your attention to something that is an attachment that keeps filling your thoughts, um, or maybe it's something that you need to pray about. Um, maybe not just a detachment, but something that he wants you to bring him into more. Um, but the dryness could also be caused by, um, you know, our own sins, Uh, or it may just be a trial that we have to persevere through. Oftentimes in the beginning, people feel good about it, and then after time, you know, kind of the retreat high thing, it goes down, and then it just becomes stable, you know, and um, you got to persevere in that time. That's really important. Um, And then discouragement, that's, you know, where we should really remind ourselves about how grateful we should be for all the things, like you're talking about, Father, uh, that God does for us in the day, the hope that we have for heaven, um, the hope in His mercy, and and to not think that oh I'm going to control all of this. You know, it's not it's not like oh I'm a bad Christian or I'm just not good at meditation. You know, it's a very personal route to grow to holiness. Uh, Saint John of the Cross says, "No two souls, hardly will you find two souls half alike in the spiritual life." Um, and and so it's going to be a very personal journey. It's going to take time. Just be willing to persevere. Um, wait. Let the trial pass, um, find some encouraging people uh, to get you through it. Um, but don't let that be the reason that you you stop praying. Uh, yeah. So there's my the three D's, dryness, discouragement, distraction, and a few little pointers on those.
0: Right. And I and those purifications of like aridity. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I think the spiritual writers talk about it's growing us in faith that. I, mean, I think John of the Cross talks about we can have a powerful experience of God, but that's not God. And I can't hold on to that. You know, mm-hmm. I've he gave it to us for that time, moment, whatever period of time, maybe to guide us, inspire us, help us. But sometimes we can idolize that and not be clinging to God and the nakedness of faith, you know, is kinda of, you know, it's without seeing, it's without hearing, it's without feeling kind of thing, you know, they just yeah believe and attach to God and that the old man doesn't die easier <laughs> I want right. to be soothed and everything but it, I think that it's so important to realize that I mean that's what attaches us to God faith hope and love the theological virtues and that's where we have to grow and you know to realize that okay these difficulties we pass through these dark nights of senses and soul and thing, whatever is purifying all that that's that's, totally yeah so i I think it's powerful to realize okay it's a trial or maybe a temptation that's strengthening us it's not that i'm necessarily doing something wrong it might be like the attachments you talk Mm -hmm. about the dissipation we're doing or something but other times it's just maybe the the flesh is getting up on us so to speak or you know it's like me 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 or i want this i want to be comforted and um Again, like Ignatius of of Loyola talks about that, um, you know, the moment we decide to do something good, Satan's going to try to discourage us. I mean, I think he can stir up feelings in us. So the fact that I don't want to pray right now is not the Holy Spirit talking to me, probably. (laughs) It's probably Satan, the evil one in my flesh, or something. And, you know, he just gets on it, he wants to dissuade us from doing anything good right and I, I just find that so i mean it's something i guess you always kind of knew but it was when we had this retreat recently i said oh yeah i mean you, you kind of feel that all the time in many ways you might you just might have a bizarre kind of experience of discouragement this project's not going to work this isn't going to work you know but it's, it's almost irrational like where is that coming from how do mm-hmm. i know it's going to work or not you know right and just to to see it as a temptation it's like okay, maybe it won't work, but this is my intention. I'm gonna do this anyway. And um, I just, I felt that that powerful. I thought that was powerful, but Hmm. what have you, let me ask you this, what have you seen? Because I've I've come to appreciate this more and more the last number of years, but just, you know, sometimes people can over-spiritualize everything and, Mm -hmm. you know, and I, you know, it might be with the demonic in our life or it might just be the solutions, you know. You know, maybe God does want us to take an action, or maybe I gotta deal with this, maybe I'm running from yeah. this and but I've come to appreciate more that uh, women have that tendency, that quickness to pray. And I and I just see it like especially when it comes to the priesthood, I think God just inspires people to pray for their priests and especially women because hmm. i just i hear it constantly we're praying for it I'll, i might throw in there i'm talking to someone i just meet down here visiting and I say i'll oh, pray for it oh, i do you know they say it with conviction you know i can tell they're not yeah, just totally. saying it you know have you seen that working with men and women like this the special gift of prayer almost that women have or i think
1: i yeah i think you're i think you're right. especially intercessory prayer i think women yeah. may have more of a, an instinct for that. I think in general, yeah. for prayer as a whole. I mean, yeah. yeah, St. Teresa talks about that women tend to, and St. Peter of O'Connor as well affirmed yeah. that women tend to advance more than men do. There mm. tend to be more women who are advanced than men. Um, I think there there may be multiple reasons. I think one is that women have th- their way of perceiving things often tends to be a little more intuitive. Uh-huh. So in prayer, that that receptivity of... bypassing just our reasoning, Mm -hmm. like our studious reasoning, but to be with God and to have a direct line of just looking at Him, you know, that it takes that intuitive perception, you know, of God. Um, And so I think they may have more, yeah, inclination. Yeah, inclination. Yeah, Yeah. I, I have seen what you're saying. Yeah.
0: What kind of effect maybe have you seen that? I mean, you're dealing like with, 25 to 40 year olds or something there mm-hmm. and and like when people grab hold of prayer do you see a transformation in them like it was, i think like to me women just suffer at the hands of this everybody suffers at the hands of this culture society but women have a like a special beating i think on that i mean it's like
1: psychologically yeah yeah and yeah i mean um i think what i've seen is a greater peace mm. in the soul, regardless. I mean, I think one of the yeah. difficulties is vocations today. Like, what is my vocation? Mm-hmm. How am I going to get married? There's like no good guys out there or yeah. no good girls out there. Right. Or, you know, I can't find someone that it works yeah. with and or I couldn't find the right religious order or whatever. And mm-hmm. um, people kind of wandering. And I think what I see is when people begin the interior life, the contrast is it's not like, they could look like an entirely different person, you know, um, unless they were living in great sin. They go yeah. from great sin to that. Mm-hmm. But usually there's a progress from great sin to now, you know, kind of mediocre Catholicism mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. then a more devout life, you know. Right. And that transition from like, okay, I'm kind of living it to a devout life is you, you tend to see a greater vibrancy, greater peace, um, and and I think detachment from oftentimes things like social media, yeah. you know, um, things that inspire vanity, and then also personal discouragement and bad self-image right. um, for both men and women. Um, for men, it would be, I think, the the courage to fight against the sins of the flesh. Um, yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah. It seemed like you'd see maybe like a strengthening of men and kind of a gentling of women kind of thing maybe, or...
1: Yeah, and in the, in the yeah. depths of the soul. Like yeah. yeah.
0: And it's like I think like on one level it's like you know women young women especially you know, they're very concerned about their own personal looks, you know, they want to be beautiful and stuff and I and the spiritual life's a great path to beauty. <laughs> one says sense cuz you're you're yeah. more at peace. You don't have as much frustration, anxiety, angst and all that kind of stuff. You know, you're going to smile more and Yeah. And and for me like Mike own kind of conversion i was looking for strength. i i I don't know if i would have articulated it but you know when i was in college there was a fundamentalist guy that just had this strength he was an older student but i said this i just thought this guy is different Mm
1: -hmm. and he
0: was like he was all in for god i mean he was a just had a, a strong relationship with the lord and like he just showed me without even explicitly saying it but Faith is a path to strength, you know. And I I think men kind of hunger. They want to be strong, you know. Right. (laughs) I was getting some eyeglasses for the first time. And uh, when I asked the eye doctor, I said, no, well, these make my eyes weak. You know, and he kind of. He kind of paused. He said, You know, every man asked me that. <laughs> you know? It's like, don't you, you feel like you're going to become dependent on them? That's funny. Yeah. Like, in the beginning, I could use them some, take them off. But, you know, I, I was thinking well, if I start wearing them a little bit, this is going to make, I have to start wearing them more and That's more and funny. more. And he said, Every guy <laughs> asked me <laughs> Wow.
1: Yeah.
0: You know, last thing, I I remember I was a postulant and watching a EWTN show, and it was a guy that, Concelebrated Mass with John Paul, as a priest that concelebrated with John Paul II in his hmm. private chapel with the group, you know, and stuff. And then, But he talked about John Paul II, like after, I think it was after communion. He would just have this groaning in the spirit, you know, like he would kind of rock a little bit and it just kind of like these groans came hmm. out. of that, I wouldn't imagine not very loud or showy, but this <laughs> priest could hear it. And I, I remember, I just, I think he was making the point, this, it was like he was Moses on the mountain, you know, talking. But it was just that John Paul was a contemplative, a man of deep prayer. Yeah. You know, I saw him as like this, what little I knew of. I mean, I was like this man of strength and incredible activity and and vitality. But I remember that message just kind of went deep into me. It's like, this is a guy I deeply admire, respect, and he's a man of deep prayer, you know. Totally. <laughs> and uh I just I just never left me, you know, and then learning about the teaching, like we we talk about how the saints are men and women of deep prayer. You know, there's just no other way, right? Right. I think (laughs) well,
1: I think that having the models of the saints and understanding the faith is such an amazing journey. We have such heights that God wants us to attain to. Like we shouldn't get discouraged by that, but be inspired that God wants to elevate me. But I'm not gonna look like this saint or that saint, right. I'm gonna be, you know, Saint so-and-so, Saint yeah. Bob, right. Saint, right. saint John, Saint whatever. You know, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm gonna be my, my own version of a saint and how God has called me to be that way. You know, we don't have to try to act like someone else. But to be encouraged that God calls everyone, calls me to contemplation, to let him give me a sense of his inner life, to receive that, um, to get a glimpse and experience experiential knowledge not in just an emotional sense but in a spiritual sense you know yeah. he, he, he's calling us to that right um, I think that that should inspire us in the journey of like you know like you're saying if someone's going to do something great in business they got to say no to stuff but right. they're excited about that business thing in the spiritual life we should be excited you know not well yeah. I should have prayer in my life so I'm I'm just going to do prayer but I want to become a saint you know mm-hmm. I see the peace I see the joy I see the the greatness, you know, of this suffering. Yeah. I, want, I want that importance in life. I don't want just a comfortable life. I want a life that has deep meaning for eternity and to live for that and die for that. You know, right. and the saints inspire us for that. And I think, you know, that should inspire us. Okay, this is the first step. I'm going to get this daily habit of prayer, but there's a whole lot more mm-hmm. to it, you know, uh, not as a burden that's just wagging your finger, but you're called to something great and heroic. You know, as a Christian, and I think right. someone like Saint John Paul II was yeah. uh, a wonderful example for the modern world in that way.
0: Yeah. And One last point you, yeah. <laughs> you reminded me of this. I, I I remember being in seminary. and We had this one day retreat. The priest came in and he he was talking about the spiritual life and prayer and things. And uh, and he said he remembered growing up as a kid, his parents uh, dated like in the time of the big band era. And so, they would maybe the father would come into the kitchen. His, the wife was cooking, and he would kind of come up behind her, maybe grab her around the waist, and kind of do like a kind of little forty-style dance yeah. or something. Yeah. And he said, "Us kids would roll our eyes and you know and and say you know whatever complaints whatever." But it was like he he said, you know, every couple has their own way of relating to each other, expressing love and. Mm. And what those points of contact are in their history, you know, that they relive and renew and stuff. And, uh, um, and he said, it needs to be that way with us and God. You know, we have our own way of relating, talking, loving God, you know, that only we can do. I mean, we have right. what he wants from us is our love, right? And it's going to be unique to us. Our heart, yeah. Yeah, our heart. And so it's like that journey... I mean, there's certain principles we have spiritual masters and doctors of the church to guide us but i guess that conversation piece or maybe kind of what works for us mm-hmm. is going to be individual totally yeah and i think it's helpful to remember that because some people might feel kind of constricted by a
1: right no i mean that's yeah. that's why we have to just get to the conversation you know yeah. it's th- there's so much freedom in that you know there's a lot of methods and yeah. you know but uh, whatever works to get you to that that point, you know, right. and and the Holy Spirit becomes your teacher, you know, yeah. and and he'll guide you. He'll, he's the best spiritual director. He's the best guide. Not that we shouldn't have the, those in person, but right. ultimately, right. yeah, he's the he's the artisan. He's the you know the the artist who's going to craft us and mold us.
0: Right, right. We can't canonize absolutely canonize a method or something. Right. right? Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. Well, Kevin, thank you so much for talking
1: with us. It's been great. This has been awesome. Thank you very much for having me, Father. It's an honor.